and welcome to this week's episode of Black Girl Brunch. My name is Iman. And I'm Sabria. And thank you so much for tuning in to another fun-filled episode of Brunch. How are you? I am good now that I am home. I don't say that. That's right. I don't know why I had to say it like that, but yes, that's how I feel. Oh my gosh, I feel you. It has been... I know it's Tuesday, but it has been a week. <laughs> it has been a week, and oh, thank awesome. God, tomorrow is hump day, and we oh, just gotta do it a few more times until we, you know, until it's the weekend, and then I have nothing to do this weekend, which I'm excited about. That's not true. I'm planning a trip to the yeah, pumpkin patch on Sunday, but Saturday I don't have anything to do, which is great. Well, that means I gotta wash my clothes on Friday night. Yep, do chores all before Sunday, and hopefully we can go early on Sunday so that we can get in early on Sunday. I'm also going to a concert this Thursday. Oh wow, look at you! Yeah, check you out. Yeah, yeah I, I feel like <laughs> after this past weekend, I have to sit my ass down. Really? Oh my god! Oh, like it just was a crazy as weekend. Um, for those of you who didn't see, we had my family's October dinner, which Saria plus all my really, really, really close friends or some of them were were there. And we did a gender reveal and I'm having a girl. I'm not sure if y'all saw that, but that's that's what it is. And I'm just relieved to be past the secrecy phase of my, my life right now like no more secrets and slip-ups I'm, I'm, just, I'm just i'm too tired i don't have time for it no more like i can't keep no more like secrets it is and y'all don't gotta worry about it because i'm not having a gender real like at Iman, i never wanted to have one but Iman really solidified it for me yeah but i'm I don't, like in the future i'm not it's just too it's, it's too, too hard i'll probably not go do it again like and, and i'm a secret squirrel but yeah, it's hard to talk to your family about something and not mention like she or something like you. It, I just slipped up so many times that I felt like 20% of the people at the event already knew <laughs> just through my slip ups alone. So, because never forget, Savvy said, Who's she revealing to? That's and that's that's you know, it was a lot of my family there who I don't talk to every day that didn't know. But if I talk to you often, more than likely, you know. <laughs> Correcting. Believe uh, it or not, my grandma didn't know. Now that's shocking results. <laughs> yeah. All right, give that lady a call. But anyway, y'all, that that was the last weekend. Um, but we here now. We ready to record and get jump into this phase four, right? Yes, sir. So this week's phase four is like, you know, what are our if we gotta order like you know, Asian food, whether it's Chinese, Japanese, Thai, what are our go-to like picks? So um we have our four uh order items this week, which I'm sorry, I think this is one of my favorite vague fours. Yay! So I'm going with the classic. I'm sorry, Iman, if it's on yours, but General Toast Tofu. Mm. I always have to know who has the best General Toast Tofu. And so far, the Chinese restaurant near me mm-hmm. has had the best. Like Spring? It, yes. Nobody else like can compare, like personally. 
It is so damn good. It's and it's so, so affordable. It's so good, so affordable. And they give you a lot. Like, I had it, like, I bought it on Sunday, and then I still had some leftover for Monday for my dinner. And it's just, like, too good. Like, so, yeah, it's just, like, very good. Um, And I, like, I, a lot can't compare. I think, oh, the Chinese store I went to, it was a Chinese store in South Philly, Ryan took me to. It was good there, too. I will say that's, like, number two. But it's, like, a lot of people can't compare. I feel like the my favorite thing about their restaurant, just real quick, just a quick plug, is like if you don't want to spend up, you know, sometimes you just hungry, but you like I don't want to spend forty dollars on one yeah. meal at DoorDash. I just don't want to do that. Yeah, literally, if you go to this place, all you need is fifteen dollars max. No fifteen dollars if you want to go crazy, but you really <laughs> only need ten dollars on you, and you can get a full healthy meal. And that's no my favorite type of space. Same, and I've been going there for years. Um, the next one is spring rolls. Like a good spring roll, and that's another thing. Spring got the best spring rolls to me. Like I love, and I'm wild with it. I can mm-hmm. eat a spring roll with no duck sauce. Ooh, yeah, I can do it, but would I prefer to? I'm cracking up. I actually kind of prefer not to eat it without duck sauce. Mm-hmm. Believe it or not. Like, if a spring roll is that, like, it's the same thing, I guess, with, like, fries. Like, you know something real good when you eat it without the sauce. And I can eat a spring roll from spring without duck sauce. It is so damn good. And I feel like, I feel like before the pandemic, you order a spring roll and two came with it automatically. And there was just one. I could be making that up. I could have just been ordering two spring rolls. I don't know, but I swear that when you ordered a spring roll, it came with two, but whatever. But I love me some spring rolls, specifically from there. And I always get spring rolls from Chinese places. Um, and because uh, I just want to know who got the best spring roll. And mm-hmm. so far, it's them. Um, even when I order Thai food, too, I order spring rolls. Yeah, I, I definitely love a good spring roll. And not all spring rolls are created equal. They're not. The next one, oh, this is a classic as well for me. Drunken Noodle. The day that I found out about mm-hmm. Drunken Noodle, oh, they fucked up. Like, and the thing is, Drunken Noodle has my favorite type of noodles. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I know love, some of the flat ones. Yes, I love the noodles so much. Like, it's like, and this sound, this is dirty to me, probably because I'm vegan, I always eat a vegetable. But I, it's so good. That, like, I don't be wanting a lot of vegetables. I wish I could say extra noodles. Like, I love them. <laughs> Not noodles. extra noodles. I wish that I could say extra noodles. I love them damn noodles so much. Like, they are so good. I love drunken noodle. That's another thing. I'm always going to order drunken noodle from a Thai place because I want to know who got the best one. Yeah, like noodle definitely was on my list, but you know what? I'm going to keep it spicy and take it off. I'm going to literally keep it spicy, like drunken noodle, and take it off. I'm cracking up. And the next one, I'm trying to find what the hell is it called. I get it from, I was like, I swore that I ordered it from Dan Dan. Like, but yeah, it's something that I get from Dan Dan. So it's like a soup. Mm. Walk is it the hot pot thing? Yes. It's like the tofu hot. It's like a tofu hot pot. And... Mm, sorry i'm like my mouth is watering like just thinking about it and first of all one thing about me is i love soup 
Mm-hmm. Know that. Okay, it's vegetarian mapo tofu. Mm. That's what it is. Silken tofu, spicy bean sauce with shujan peppercorn powder and lakes. That sounds flavorful as hell. It is. I don't know what made me get it, but one day. Oh no, I'm sorry. It's a spicy tofu uh, uh, pot. That's what it is. Spicy salt, but it's the same thing. It's the same thing, but it has pickled vegetables. It has minced pickled vegetables, Chinese celery, topped with sesame seeds and crisp soybeans and cilantro. It's a it's a spicy soft tofu pot. Now, this is another thing that, like you might say, affordable. It's affordable, and then when you get on happy hour, it's even cheaper. Sorry, my mouth is really watering. Think about this, but um, it's so good. It's like a soup, and it come with rice. When something come with rice, baby, you already know it's got to be good and filling. Yes, you got me. You got me. Like, and I love like getting it from takeout because like they put it. Y'all know the container that they put sweet tea in. I love that container. Mm. <laughs> they put it in, they give you that to, um, not take out, like, when you, um, get in your little doggy bag or whatever, they give you that, and you put the rice in it, and then, like, you put it in the refrigerator, the, it just marinate with the rice, it's just so good, like, I love a soupy-ass dish, I love, like, it's crazy, because I don't like broth in my ramen, mm-hmm. when, like, I make, like, ramen noodles at home, I don't like it, but I love a soup like that, like, I'm gonna order it every time. I love that. I literally love that. I might actually get it after the concert. Mm, that sounds amazing. Um, so that was your four. Mm-hmm. Damn skippy. All right. So first I'm going to go with Vega Lo Mein. I haven't had it in a long time. Yes. But I mean, if that's on the menu, understand I'm going to get it. Lo Mein used to be one of my favorite foods. And I just feel like I kind of had like three staples. Fried rice. My fun, low main. You got me eating my fun. My fun is just good, but it's like honestly my my fall back because I can't have low main. My fun has like those really thin rice noodles. No, I love those drunken noodle type noodles. Number one, those number two. What the really thin rice noodles? Yes. So I would say low main noodles number one, drunken noodles number two, then those rice noodles number three. That and my that's my order, but lo mein is just so good. The sauce is just so good. The vegetable combination is so good. Like I would do anything if more people offered vegan lo mein. But mm-hmm. you know, I think Wegmans has one, and we'll, they do. Yeah, I'd be hype asking people. I'm, is the lo mein vegan? And a lot of times the answer don't be what I want to hear. <laughs> I hate it. I hate hearing that. Hearing when that. they say go, let me check. I know it's not. Yep. <laughs> Because if there was vegan, that would be the sales point. Um, yes. Next is Dan Dan noodles. Mm-hmm. Baby, that that peanut spicy sauce. And I don't even like peanuts. I only like peanuts. I told you how I feel about peanuts in the past. You know, it's they okay. I don't really like them that much. But on some things, like and I think in savory sauces, I like when peanuts are used. I like I peanut tricked. sauce. And I like the option. I just started liking this option of the Dan Dan noodles at the restaurant. Dan Dan with the pressed tofu is really good. Like it's just so flavorful. And I feel like it's good because I get a little protein in it too. Mm -hmm. Finally, 
This is something that I think a lot of people don't like, but I love it. Sweet potato tempura uh, roll. Like, I love it. So it's like a sushi roll, but it has sweet potato and tempura. And it's just so good. And I've gotten it from multiple restaurants. It comes with like a little teriyaki sauce on the top. But it's just really delicious. And I feel like vegan sushi is just so top tier. My favorite thing is like a lot of pregnant women can't eat sushi and they're so sad about it. But I can <laughs> because all my sushi is vegan. So I do like sweet potato tempura roll, avocado roll, cucumber roll. Like I just and I Oh, another one of my favorite is seaweed rolls. I love them so much. So good. And finally on my list is miso soup. Like if there's a miso soup option, best believe I'm going to have it because that toe, first of all, like the broth is just so hot. Yes, I love miso soup too. Oh, it's so clean. I feel like it just cleans your palate. Um, The tofu obviously good and then the seaweed that's my absolute favorite part is the seaweed it's so good like i have to stop myself from picking the seaweed out sometimes it's so good i love when they have give you a big piece at the bottom (laughs) i know i like again going back to that iced tea container i like when they put miso soup in it same so good they do it tomo i will try that i will try miso soup at every restaurant known to man yeah it's so good that's an oh my god so there's a sushi place near me i went there i was not feeling well and when i'm not feeling well i can only eat fries or soup so i was like do y'all have miso soup is the miso soup vegan they said no i'm like are you come on what do you put it what did they put in it fish oh that's just petty i think this i think the broth is a fish in it I'm happy to ask. I'm going to be asking it moving forward. Yeah. I always ask, is it? And I was just like pissed off. I was like, really? I feel like y'all happy to tell me it's not me. Yeah, that's fucked up. Fuck that. Um, so moving forward, that was our fade four. Let's get into toast. And this and, and this week, actually, pray. We, we want to send a prayer out. Um, So, you know, we just want to say... Prayers to Palestine. You know, it's a lot going on. If you've been watching the news, it's been really, really challenging to, you know, just see all these different narratives. And it might be complicated for some folks to understand. And, you know, I just feel like I just want to send prayers not only to Palestine, but to my friends who are also aligned to like what's happening in Palestine, like across the globe. Like there are a lot of people suffering. I feel like, I feel like there are a lot of um, Muslim people who are suffering right now. There are a lot of, you know, Middle Eastern or Arab people who are suffering right now. And I just feel like when something happens in one area of the world, it don't just affect them. It affects a lot of people and they kind of have to go back into their fear for their safety and, you know, have to deal with stereotypes related to their identity. And um, my prayers just go out to to everyone right now. Yes. Yes. Just keeping y'all in our hearts and this will pass. Yep. All right. So we want to move forward and actually really quick, if I could just give a toast to one more person, I really would like to give a toast to Sabria for helping to plan the gender reveal um, over the weekend. It was really, really nice to have like a best friend to go get the cake 
um, and to just be there helping with everything. If I'm tired, anytime I feel tired or overwhelmed, like I feel like Sabria is always right there. And it's just like really on her God mom shit. And I just knew, obviously, like, I just didn't even think about who would be my God mom other than Sabria, but it's like to see you kind of like stepping into that role and just being so supportive. It makes me feel so, so, so blessed. Like I already have like a really big network of people, but like, it's nice when it's your best friend because we've gone through so much together. And it was crazy because I told Sabria, like, at some point, at 7.30, we're going to do the gender reveal. And at 7.29, Sabria, like, was next to me, like, hey. I was like, whoa, where the fuck did you come from? She's like, are you ready? I'm like, oh, my God. She's like, you said 7.30, right? I'm like, yeah, I did. But still, you prompted shit. Like, it just was funny. Like, I'm like, damn, she's really not playing. Like, she's really invested in this going well. And, you know, her plus many of my other great friends, shout out to Sabby, Danny, Nakia, um, Sabria, and your mom. Like, they all came to my gender reveal with gifts. I'm like, what? I'm not supposed to get gifts here. But it's just the kind of love and friendship that that's just in the building. So I just felt like I had to say thank you. Like, I really appreciate it. Oh, yes. I would say not to get too sappy, but. (laughs) (laughs) So let's get into some tea, shall we? It's tea time um, and we're kicking off tea time talking about Miss Britney Spears. Um, So Britney Spears revealed why she shaved off her hair and was acting out in 2007. Yeah, I'm like, first of all. Imagine getting off of work and you just hit, like, you hit the internet and it's like, all these, like, news clippings of Britney Spears just, like, exposing stuff. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What happened? (laughs) But the thing is, like, in 2007, things like that felt like the end of the world. You know, like, when Britney Spears shaved her head, like, everybody just lost it. Because I'm like, my mom never really talked about Britney Spears, but she was like, oh, wow, what's going on? It was just crazy. And I felt like in 2007... It was back in that beauty standards or die like mentality. Yeah. So when she, somebody who was considered like one of the bombshells of the era, cut her hair off, it's like, how could she make herself ugly? Everybody like, was like, ew, yeah. How could she make herself ugly? Now, what, what, what is she going to do next? Gain weight? Like, it was just I like really a big deal. Know. So, y'all know, Britney Spears has a memoir coming out. It's called The Woman and Me. <laughs> love that I feel like that's how I feel every day like who's going to handle this the woman in me um but she mentioned to people magazine it's like an exclusive excerpt from her like memoir it says she was going through a painful divorce at the time was already a constant paparazzi target and gossip fixture and the head shaving incident seemed to support a narrative that she had become erratic but what was Spears herself thinking at the time I'd been she says I'd been eyeballed so much growing up I'd been looked up and down and had people telling me what they thought of my body since I was a teenager She said, shaving my head and acting out were my ways of pushing back. She said, under the conservatorship, I was made to understand that those days were now over. She she writes, I had to grow my hair out and get back into shape. I had to go to bed early and take whatever medications they told me to take. Oh, my God. I would do little bits of creative stuff here and there, but my heart wasn't in it anymore. As far as my passion for singing and dancing, it was almost a joke at that point. 13 years went by with me feeling like a shadow of myself. 
She says, I think back now on the father and his associates having control over my body and my money for that long and it makes me feel sick. Think of how many male artists gamble all their money away. How many had substance abuse or health, mental health issues. No one tried to take away their control over their bodies and money. I didn't deserve what my family did to me. Period. Yeah, no, for real. It seemed like conservatorships, conservatorships, however you pronounce it, it's always like women in them. And I don't Mm -hmm. understand because I think Wendy Williams is under one right now. So, you know who else was under conservatorship that wasn't a woman that I can think of off the top of my head? But, you know, the boy that the blind side was based off of? You know yeah. the movie? Oh, yes, yes, yes. But yes, again, yes, it's yes. always like some, like, again, More power dynamic. Yeah. So it's like, okay, the woman with her family, misogyny. The black kid who could barely read and write and may have had a learning disability with these white people who knew better. Like, there's always something where it's like this power dynamic that doesn't feel fear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. But it's just really crazy, and I felt like I understand why she shaved her hair off, head off now, and it's just not as crazy anymore to shave your head off as an act of rebellion. And it's like, well, if you want to look at me, um, how about like I, I ruin it? Like I'll let you know. Like I'm not afraid to no, like exactly. ruin it. Like fuck it, it's just hair. Like, and I'm gonna make you freak the hell out looking yeah. at me. That was wild. Like all them cameras. Like it was like play by play photos that is so crazy paparazzi are sick and she shaved it skin bald like she was not playing with your whole she, she didn't did. do a pixie cut she was like no fuck you and then she started um wearing those wacky wigs <laughs> yeah she just I, I you could definitely tell she was fucking with people back then <laughs> and i don't blame her at all period like what i don't blame her at all so that's Brittany. Let's get into Holly Bailey, another starlet. So, you know, there have been several rumors. Sorry, I'm taking my bra off because I can't breathe. Um, there have been <laughs> several rumors I'm about I'm already there. <laughs> I don't know who I thought I was coming in the house with a sports bra on. Like, way to be restrictive. Um, but yeah, so Holly Bailey is allegedly pregnant. You know, we all have seen multiple pictures and it's just kind of clear at this point, even without her confirmation, it's pretty clear. It could be AI. It it could be AI, but you know, (laughs) with her going from being like the bikini queen (laughs) to wearing everything to hide her tummy and even like seeing her face get a little fuller, it's like highly unlikely. So she hasn't addressed it, but she's just been out and about working, (laughs) (laughs) camouflaging it with different gowns, like... (laughs) Doing everything, you know, you can possibly do. But some people are guessing that she's about six or seven months right now. Six or seven months pregnant. I don't know. Me and Saria have been finding it quite humorous that she's just been ignoring people. Because <laughs> I think she's one of those people when you look at her face, you can tell she don't give a fuck. You know? Oh, my God. She's an Aries, right? Yeah. I feel like that's an Aries treat. <laughs> I feel like when they don't care... You just, they're not going to say anything. They're not going to address it. It's their business, you know? (laughs) And I almost feel like, do she have to say anything? I think we're so used to people, especially, you know, like 
women in Hollywood just being like, it's happening. I'm bringing you all in on what's happening. And people don't have to approach their pregnancy that way. So it could be for legal reasons that she's not sharing. Like she could still be under contract with Disney. And that is what she's advised to do under contract. Uh, or it could be just personal. It's like, I don't want this attention on me. Um, but I feel like either way, some of the criticism that she's getting is unwarranted. Like, I don't feel like people, they're like at the height of her career. She, this is like, why are y'all doing it? Because if a yeah. man got, pre- got a woman pregnant, y'all would not be saying at the height of his career, he's having a baby. And I get the physical aspect of it is is not there like I get the physical aspect of it is not there but the responsibility should be there like I think I kind of used to take on this mentality myself like back when Cardi B got pregnant I'm like girl why why would you do this but I think like nowadays it's just a different world it's not the same as what it was in the 90s and that was wrong it's not like oh if you have a kid it's your kid or the career that's not where we're at like we got women coming into the game with children we got like I feel like young Miami came into the game with children had a baby went right back we had Cardi B two kids still going you know like that I don't it just should not be the end all be all and it should not be that the height of her career is over with because she had a child or because she's this age or that age like we gotta kind of open our minds up a little bit more I get people don't like her partner but um, can you really name one person's partner that you do like, that you know and don't know? <laughs> like, no shade. Like, name a woman, a beautiful woman in your life where you're just like, I love her partner. You probably can't name too many, or maybe you can name about one. But yeah, I can name you, um, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> but, like, honestly, I just think I'm so used to, from childhood, girlfriends, having children with men that I personally don't approve of, but I'm like, that's their choice and I want to respect it. Yeah, and that's, that's it. That's very true. That's very true. I definitely have to get her. I'd be freaking out when I hate people. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, again, you're writing mine. That is definitely her choice. That is definitely her choice. Sorry. I had to say it again because I keep <laughs> on like having images flash in my mind and I'm just like, you're right. That is definitely her she likes it she likes it there and we may have different expectations for her than what she has for herself and that's like sometimes a tough pill to swallow but mm-hmm. when I'm like how much energy can I give it like I know I'm older now so I might just be like more open to like not caring but I think again I've just been through it with so many women I know personally where yeah. I don't like their partner or their partner doesn't seem deserving of them or their partner made a big mistake. But I'm like, I'm judging them based on my personal rules for a relationship. Yeah, that's very true. It just makes me nervous when like, the only thing, it's just a nervous thing when when somebody seems jealous of a woman in her career. But it's like, maybe I'm reading too deep into it. Um, But yeah, that's just like a thing for me that I get nervous about, especially with like, young women if a if a partner seems like jealous of somebody's career like talking about her co-star or the little mermaid like making tweets and i'm like what the fuck is wrong like that's yeah. the only thing i was just like huh yeah um and it's like but it's that you like, wouldn't accept or neither like, would i <laughs> exactly right it's like bingo but i just again i feel so 
I feel like it's a losing battle because it's like trying to convince some women that like he cheated on you, girl. It's yeah. over. And you know when some women give you that look where you just they just don't. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you know that damn look. You like that look. She don't care. <laughs> Yeah, that look where they like, all right, bitch, shut the fuck up. Like you doing, you it's not that big of a deal. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like I might, and like, you ain't gonna be looking at me like that, cause I exactly. That's why I'm not even going to like get. I'm not going to try to. You'll see, but mm-hmm. like I'm not gonna. It's your life. It's, it's your life, and I'm becoming. I I can feel myself becoming like maybe I'm overly invested. Let me step back. It's not your life. You so let me focus on what I got going on because you clearly like this and like it's not illegal to like. (laughs) (laughs) I wish it were. I personally would make if I were if I were in charge I would make it illegal to date fuck niggas, but it's not. It's not illegal. You're not breaking a law. You're just fucking your life up. That's all. Please. I'm like, is she gonna have a baby by her? I'm like, for real. It's not. It's really not illegal to date like an immature loser. And here's the thing like, people, I hate to say people change. They do, but like, I'll be willing to wait for it to change, you know? Yeah. I'm not willing to forgive you after you did what you did and and hope that you change. Like, for example, like, Offset seems like somebody who has like changed for the better and is a family man and like, he's always there supporting Card. And, you know, we all saw what she went through at the beginning but I'm like if you want to stand by while somebody changes I'm not going that it's not again it's not illegal it's just not it wouldn't be my decision but you are allowed to not be me because you know that person and you don't know me yeah no that's very true that's very true because again one strike mommy out here <laughs> yeah and <laughs> The way I be getting strict on my boyfriend for shit, that's not that big of a deal. Today, we were late for my appointment, and y'all, you would have thought that he cheated on me. The way yeah, I, I would have lost it to you, man. I'm not going to lie. He is not the best of time management. That's the that's the things I can deal with. Like, I'll, I'll stand by you while you work on that. That's it. Yeah, but that makes sense. I'm not standing by you while you fucking try other bitches and embarrass me. No. Like, personally, I'm not. Yeah, so one big thing for me is the so making, like, the social media thing. Oh, buddy. <laughs> Sorry. You're out of here. <laughs> I can't. Yeah. That... I- I have a low tolerance for, and also somebody found a tweet where he tweeted like months ago, I can't wait to be your daddy, like, and posted an ultrasound on April Fool's Day, mm-hmm. but nobody believed it. <laughs> <laughs> People literally was in the comments like, Holly would never have a baby body. Like, people was like, being mean, like, nobody believed him. When I tell you not a soul believed that, that's crazy. Nobody believed it. No, it's just like, it's something that they, like, I feel like with this internet shit, I don't really, he seems like he sucks, but I don't know him and she do. So but also, like, Gen Z, I will say, I hate, like, I know that millennials and Gen Z are, Gen Z are very similar in some ways, but I feel like in some ways they also different. I feel like they can tolerate a lot of shit, like internet shit that like, I like. 
I feel like me personally, as a millennial, could not. You yeah. feel like that? Um, I, in a way, I think it's, of course, like anything else, dependent on person to person. Yeah. But I think with her being a celebrity and having a lot of exposure to the internet, she can ignore things at a better rate than, like, I just feel like she looks like she doesn't hear or see or give a fuck about anything. Yeah, no, that's And it could all be an act, but she's doing a damn good job of it because yeah. a lot of people cannot do this. A lot of people cannot just simply ignore everything. And keep showing up to award shows and looking genuinely happy. Like, it's just not something that everybody can do. But I just wish that people, like, I think I'm a little more sensitive about this now. When somebody's having a baby, please stop panicking. Because you don't need to be panicking. You're not the one that's doing it. Like, you're not the one that's carrying the child. You're not the one that's watching your body changing. You're not the one thinking about yourself dying in labor. You're not the one that's thinking about how you're going to survive this, how you're going to do, you know. You're not the one. So you really don't have a right to be disappointed in somebody being pregnant. You should be indifferent at at the most you know like you really don't have a right to be like people are like i'm crying i'm like that's not the reaction i would want somebody to have if i was being born you know so it's just like it there's a i I think that people just see again going back to seeing celebrities not as human beings at all and i'm like are you rooting for her or not because i think if you're rooting for her you hope that whatever the case is she's happy and healthy and having a good pregnancy and two that her career does not go down the drain and that her disney money is not like as much shit as she dealt with for being a black little mermaid now she don't now this i feel like are we on her her side or not that's how yeah, because I was about to say I never thought that her career was in jeopardy. Like and I know people some keep people, saying it. Yeah. yeah, but her I know her career is like fine. That's not even like a worry. Like her career is fine. I just was like, damn, fuck niggas getting lucky. If I if if I die and I'm reincarnated, I'm gonna come back as a fuck nigga because like I feel like you said like it's it's a really good year to be a fuck nigga. <laughs> I would say. That's my only qualm. But yeah, her career is good. First of all, when somebody is talented, you can't take that away. That's what I'm saying. God, you, God nothing can take talent. nothing yeah. can take that away. Um, and like my qualm is not even like the guy because I'm like he could be he's young too. He can get his shit together. He's not like a ditty that's just a lost cause. You know, like somebody who's just an old fuck boy. You know, so it's like you know, I just I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. So sometimes old fuck niggas started as young fuck niggas. That's yeah. what I'm saying. And sometimes but, people like like for example, my dad was a fuck nigga. He got himself together. So it's like you you just don't know, but there are <laughs> there are a sea of women who are willing to be patient. Yeah. I'm not one of them and you're not one of them, but they literally I've seen them. I've seen more of them than I've seen of us. <laughs> yeah, Let me saying, tell you. Don't listen to me because I ain't got no man. No, that don't even kind of. I, I feel like people gonna listen to you, but then when they in love, they are gonna do what they want to do. Because some people, like you said, once they get that look in their eyes, um, like when their eyes glaze over while you talking, yeah, that's acceptable to them, and it's cool. Uh-huh. That's true. Have fun. Cool. Um. Bow Wow was right. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Bow Weezy actually 
was spitting, you know? Definitely was spitting. Like, a broken clock truly is right twice a day. Hello? So, Bow Wow wrote on Twitter the other day, can we please bring back artist development at these labels? Do these labels even care about these artists? Y'all be throwing them on platforms knowing they're not ready. A boxer is trained and taught before battle. We just keep throwing these subpart as artists out here with no proper teaching. Then he went on to say, it's too many real ones out here. Sorry, y'all. I was about to get real muddy with the punctuation and I'm going to do my best. It's <laughs> too many real ones out here on the on the come up like Simba, Westside Boogie. I can name so many more. Lady London, Lola, like new artists. They got it who deserve the push. But instead, man, I'm done even speaking on it. Ha <laughs> ha. Shit be getting me hot. <laughs> Stop bullshitting. Stop pushing that bullshit on us. The fans are waking up and hip hop is about to change for the better. Stay in the house if you plan and move over and let the real one play. They can't talk. I don't understand what the fuck they saying. Be dry as hell in interviews. Y'all know I take the stage serious. I don't even want to get on the stage presence. Rapping over vocals, shitty and sloppy out here, man. We got to clean this shit up. Get better or get the fuck out the way. So I just agree. I feel like there are a lot of I artists agree. out here. Like Mariah, the um, scientist, was talking about how yep. people were making fun of her during her Rolling Loud performance. But that performance was only her third ever performance why are you performing why do y'all have somebody that barely perform at rolling loud like what the fuck is wrong with y'all like that it's just is crazy, crazy. It's, it's just insane and it's like again so thirsty no artists that no no everything is fast and no development like i feel like when i was watching the whitney houston the um biopic it showed them like literally it was like a year before she came out of them just getting her ready yeah Same with like tony braxton they were like fly them out to LA, get to know them, get them, get them connected to a trainer, get their head in the right place, like get them a car, like really show them the ropes. But now it's just like, I know social media contributes to things going quickly because somebody can like Ice Spice can just be like, I come out of nowhere with a song that they made themselves. But it's like, it's up to like the label or the people who are funding them to like support and like just clear, like, like Bob said, they go on interviews is no charisma, no talking points. It's just yeah. so corn. They, they don't, they think they deprived just for showing up at the interview yeah. and they don't have shit to say. They don't know how to act and they're going rogue and they're not even talented enough to be doing that. <laughs> Sorry. I no, think about G Herbo in the uh, interview. Also, Cyborg, he had a dookie stain on his jeans. What? Yeah, I just saw it on Twitter. Huh? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> How do we know it's dookie? <laughs> you be the judge. Let me see if my phone don't die. But yeah, like, um, to, <laughs> to be continued. But like, like Iban said, they be going rogue and they don't even... <laughs> Oh, you're not moving this, bro. You're not going to just say, what the doodle Wait, I'm trying to look at my life and my phone down. I felt like, what? My whole fucking world was just shook up. You just said that shit. Oh, 
sing the beginning. <laughs> um, but anyway, <laughs> they don't. <laughs> they don't be having charisma. And oh my god, I think it sent, but my phone just died. Did it sing? Let me see. Well, where? On oh, text message. I don't think it's it. Yeah, look at my likes on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga shit it. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, they don't be having a charisma. They be coming out with a bad attitude. Like, I remember as a kid, I loved Bow Wow because of how he was in interviews. He always, like, made me laugh and, like, um, in magazines, his interviews was always like, "Oh my god!" Like I love, like I feel like people come out the gate just nasty. Oh wait, like, Sabri, real quick, that wasn't G Herbo. That was the other one, Southside, whatever. Oh, that was. Mm-hmm. They both like him, but either way, one nigga shitted on himself. <laughs> but um, <laughs> but um, <sighs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, he's going to jail, but he um, he's going to prison. But um, yeah, like it was, they was just so charismatic. Like you could, like they would have little interviews in Word Up magazine. I would like take the the little like things they would say and be like, oh, oh my god, like this person is so like wow, I love that. Um, also like for instance, I love uh Maya Don. I think she is definitely up next excuse me but i saw her performing for like a big crowd somewhere mm-hmm. and like people was like trying to make fun of her saying like she oh that big, little ass yeah. crowd like nobody knew whatever but first of all they shouldn't even had her at a festival like she's just starting out mm-hmm. there should be like in small like clubs i know they probably think oh put them out there they'll get the export they'll get this in the third whatever blah, like blah, megan the stallion good. started at clubs yeah they're like oh it looks good on social media to be playing this festival or whatever but yeah like i feel like small places because also like the fans are willing to go see people at small clubs and venues. it's better it's better yeah, like, like, that. like when, when I you know you liking megan stallion and you're like oh i'm watching this fire ass rapper and she's gonna be in philly at this place at that place yes because like that's what happened with Nicki minaj the first yeah. time i saw Nicki minaj was in like it was like 2009 or 2008 i forgot well i was in high school and she was at this club i don't even know if it still exists anymore shampoo mm-hmm. in philly and it was intimate like when i tell y'all it was so intimate it was like i was at she was at my fucking house like it was so close that like she touched my hand like i was standing in front and like she did a lot of like even the video for itty bitty bitty piggy was like filmed in a various clubs Mm. and she became so big that eventually she had to move to bigger venues yeah and i feel like people not doing shit like that no more and that's like weird to me like i feel like that's how like for instance no matter you know i know they're very chaotic and you know whatever but that's how um Nicki minaj was able to build the barbs because she started in small like venues and built her way up Mm -hmm. and just like just like again emphasis on building their way up exactly exactly building your way up is definitely important i just think the industry is trying to skip steps i really don't blame the artists right now because look if you 
If you're an artist, you're going you to take the shot. You're going to go to the festival whether you are prepared or not because you're like, look, I don't act. It's not even an option. It's a privilege to yeah. to be on this stage. It's a privilege to even get a chance to decide if you're, and you're, scared. If you're ready. Like, you, if I turn this down, I may not get the opportunity again. Yeah, and I'm going to learn on the fly. Like, that's what Mariah the Scientist was saying. Like, I learned in front of everybody, which, you know, there was some bullying, but at least, you know, I'm better now. So it's like, you know, you set people, you set the artists up to be failures. But, you know, I feel like they're doing the same thing in, like, the film and television industry when it comes to extras. Like, they're trying to use AI to replace extras. And, like, some of... That's so scary. Yeah, and, like, there was this article saying, like, people... like Matt Damon, like a lot of people who are big celebrities right now, like Gabrielle Union, they all started out as extras. So what is what do you do when you take away this fundamental step, this entry where folks get to just be on the set, be immersed in it, may not be the main character themselves, may not even have a speaking role, but they get to see you take a lot away from people when you do things like that. So I think the industry is, is just trying to skip steps. And it's like it's it, it, like makes me angry that they can't see this this is not how you build quality it's not it's not in like building because i feel like there's not really like any fan base anymore like i mean i know like for instance i space with her fans like like munchkins all this stuff like that but i feel like it's not like i don't know how to describe it like and i know i'm jumping around right now another thing is I feel like a lot of these labels don't understand when people have that ick factor. Mm -hmm. Like some people just have that one hit and that's it. But Mm -hmm. I feel like they be trying to milk stuff. Mm -hmm. Like just keep on. Like some people just don't have that it factor. And um, they're just trying to make shit stick and it's not sticking. Right. Like I feel like Blueface really should have left after Tatiana. No, for real. Like, why is he still even able to get in the studio? And now he's trying to, like, pimp his baby mom out to make music. And yeah, I heard that song on TikTok. Yeah, the Barbie song. Mm-hmm. Not listen to it because I don't want to accidentally like it. Because yeah. I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. I'm definitely privy to accidentally liking stuff. I ain't going to say my thoughts because I have heard it. And let's just say the chorus is strong. But yeah, you know. definitely heard a clip. Not gonna lie, sounds like it could bang, but I can't. Yeah, I know it stops I, there. That's how I, I know how I am. It stops right there. Exactly, I gotta stand firm. But yeah, he definitely like you, right, Iman? He should have left as a Tatiana because he don't have it. He don't have it at all, and he has a shitty attitude. Mm-hmm. Not He's dirty, dirty, filthy, nasty. He look like he stank. Like it's just so much. Unhealthy. He should just go. Um, but yeah, you're right. They just it's. I blame the industry and it's a lot of, I just, it's disgusting. And I don't even know how like people could reclaim the industry. Like I have no clue. Exactly. And like, I don't want to blame TikTok, but like, that's why like I got so excited about Tyler Water. Cause like listen to it on its own. I'm like, this is actually a really good fucking song. Yeah. Perfect um, song. It is. But like you'll hear stuff on TikTok like, um, I'm just like they're like um girl math girl math this is me and I'm pretty um and like these people are dead serious yeah and it's just like and like oh my god 
don't want to say it because like I really like this artist, so I'm just not gonna say a name. But you might as well know what I'm talking about. So there is a black country singer. Mm-hmm. Love her. I think yeah. her voice is amazing. I love her music. Yes. I hate that I can tell that her label is constantly trying to make her make TikToks mm-hmm. and make her go to places and things where like for instance, I don't care if like you know, some people are just casual Beyonce fans. And I know Renaissance was like a, th- a a concert that everybody, it was a, it was an experience. Like even if you was high or not, I feel like everybody should have been there because it was an experience. Her label made her go to Beyonce concert and doing so they were making her promote her song um, that mentioned Beyonce in it. And I just felt like it was a bit much. Yeah, and again, corny. this is not on her at all. That's not. It's just labels like, excuse me, are losing their fucking minds with this TikTok shit. And they're just like not even being genuine anymore or like letting people true personalities shine. They're like, oh, do this challenge or do this. You got to post this many TikTok. I, I can't imagine how that is. I know it's it's got to be overwhelming. Yeah, exactly. Like, you have to keep on pumping out, like, this content. And then also, I noticed, like, I, I feel like it started with, um, because, well, I feel like Lil Nas X, his come up was definitely organic. Um, he would always, always retweet um, himself. He would always retweet um, the Old Town Road song. Yeah. It was his pen tweet. He would always, always retweet it, like, in different variations or whatever. And I feel like some people saw that, and they're making other people do it. Right. Like, be repetitive. Like, I f- is it Flyanna Boss? Those girls are like, I'm about to sin again. The yeah. running. Mm-hmm. Like, they are running everywhere. Yeah. And I have yet, even though I don't listen to their music, I have yet to hear another thing from them. I feel yeah. like they're I think people who like the concept don't like the music. Yeah. And that's another thing. People are making people fall in love with, like, labels and stuff are making people fall in love with concepts. Mm-hmm. Versus that's, the actual, like, music. Yeah. You're right. That is. Because I saw the concept and I was like, oh, it's so cool. Young black girls doing something different. Yeah. But the actual flow, I hate it. You know, and yeah. I'm like, but I'm 30. You know, I'm, not, I'm a grown yeah. ass woman. This playful ass music is not for me. Yeah. And I'm not gonna hate on the girls. Like, do y'all? Yeah. You know, but I, yeah, I didn't like it. Yeah. Okay. So I'm like, I feel like that's another thing. That's like the repetitive. They're like, do it as many times. We want to. We want. It's not enough that the core audience. Like, that's another thing. I feel like core audience people. They're like, we don't give a fuck about core audience. Core audiences anymore we want y'all to like take everybody by storm and i feel like that happens once in a blue moon like for instance old town road everybody liked it it was like all yeah. white people dancing to it or whatever like, I, yeah like i feel like that happens once in a blue moon and it's usually natural and i feel like people are trying to make everybody like something like instead everything. of the core audience because those girls they have i know exactly who their audience is 
Yep, that's what I'm saying. Exactly. It's not me. Yeah, it's exactly. Not me. It's not. But, and I was like, I still hope they succeed though, because exactly. this is this could be good. Exactly, because like if I was like 15, I know I would have been obsessed. Yep, I would have been very into if, it. Yep. Even if I was in my early 20s, I'd probably be like obsessed. Mm-hmm. So I know who their core audience is. It's like for our younger selves, that's mm-hmm. who their core audience is. Literally. But I feel like people are like, fuck it. We want y'all to take the whole world by storm. Exactly. And sometimes it's okay to have that core audience. That's not a bad thing to have a core audience. It's actually a good thing because once you have, like, for instance, I feel like Black or Brunch, we have a core audience Mm -hmm. and our core audience is very loyal to us. And a lot of people have huge audiences, but they don't have a loyalty. You know, Mm -hmm. it's hard to build up that loyalty. That's for sure. That's for damn sure. Loyalty is more important because there's somebody like the Kim Kardashian who has a very huge base, but then there's somebody who's like a smaller person who has a very loyal base. Yeah. So that's, I couldn't agree more. So thanks, Bow Wow. (laughs) Uh, We really appreciate you for getting that conversation started. Um, Let's get into the sunken place. So this week we want to put Jada Pinkett in a sunken place and like it hurts me because for a long time I really did like Jada Pinkett um you know I always said when I was a kid I would joke and be like I want to fill out an application to be part of their family like that was something I always would say and joke with Shabri about but now like I mean obviously over the past past few years we got a chance to see like what their like dynamic is like and baby that family seems like insufferable. Like no, I feel real. like I just literally would go crazy if I were part <laughs> of that family. <laughs> yeah, like another. This is I hate. I can't stand a bitch that always got something to say. Who always learning and finding out, Angus. Like spiritual girls be getting on my nerves sometimes because rarely do they really be like spiritual. It's just they just be like. I'm sorry. Sometimes they just be mentally ill. You know, they be mentally ill. They just be, and Confused. they don't listen to anybody but themselves. The spiritual voice they're hearing is the bullshit that they're telling themselves in their head. And so it's like you'll tell them on Monday, "Hey, I don't think that you should make this decision," but they say they have to follow your heart and make the decision. So then they do it, and then on Thursday when they don't like the decision, they do something outrageous and be like, "You know, I just have to live free and not do." It's like, bitch, that's what I told you. Okay. <laughs> Like, so if like to your point, if you just listen, it probably would have been like that. I just feel like she gets on my nerves, but always trying to like, uh, I feel like she's making Will Smith look bad and all because she's sharing excerpts of her life that nobody asked her to do. Like the whole smack thing really fucked up his career. And granted he did it, not her. He did it. I just think that the most you can, if somebody goes in a, and puts all that on a line for you, the night of the, the first time they won an Oscar, the most you could do is keep it to yourself that you were shocked when he called you his wife because y'all had been separated for so yeah, long. Yeah, because that's Who just, cares? Exactly. And also that is just, is going to rile people up more than like, I told you and I think I feel like I, I'm like nobody told me to do this but I feel a little mad because like I was taking up for the whole situation and I'm like now I feel stupid I still am taking up for it because I feel like you don't have to be actively uh attached to somebody for them to well I'm saying taking 
I'm taking up for Jay. I'm like, oh, like she this and the third. And they're like, yeah, well, she ain't even his wife. I'm like, oh my God. And yeah, for me, I'm just like, if you think that, like my dad would still slap somebody for my mom and they were never married. Yeah. So I do understand that somebody will defend their mother, a child, especially when they feel like there's a man trying to pick on them. So I, I get why Will Smith did what he did, but a lot of people didn't. And I feel like her, what she said, just kind of gave am- ammo to the other side. Yeah, that's and, what I meant. Yeah. And like, so it's like, I personally don't like regret the side I was on but I feel like she don't even have his best interests at heart and I'm like he yeah. had yours at heart you know you try your best to make it as if he's a person who just doesn't understand you or get you well who the fuck do get you cause it seems like you don't get yourself like you know who gets you who understands cause you cause she don't listen to nobody and I'm like come on I am so fucking tired of hearing about Tupac yeah I'm tired <laughs> the fact that she posted a video of her and Tupac dancing to parents just don't understand by Will Smith. I'm like, are you crazy? She's sick. Do you think we really want to see this shit? We don't. First, first of all, I knew she was sick when her show was oh, on Facebook. Um, so let's start there. Yeah, I knew she was sick with the August Alcina thing because I, the older I get, the more I look at that age difference, and I'm like, you really crazy. And like, she keeps sharing things with us about Tupac, like we're gonna be grateful to see a letter, or we're gonna be so grateful to see a hidden clip of him. Like, girl, it is 2023, not 1999. A lot yeah. of people don't. I, I won't say a lot of people don't care because he obviously I understand he's like a hip hop legend right and I like a lot of Tupac's music but so much time has passed and so much has come out about his character that people don't see him as this deep smart intellect we saw his behavior he definitely probably had he had to get shot I'm sorry we saw his behavior we all saw his behavior like actually like me and like my boyfriend were were watching old Tupac videos the other night because just a song popped in his head so we're watching it and you know he was talking about his mom like even as a crack fiend mama you always was a black (laughs) queen you know doing all that and he was like my boyfriend was like he really do he he put up a good facade but he acted in the same ways he told people not to act I'm like he did like when I was a kid I would listen to Tupac and I'm like oh he really wanted us to be better as black people but then you look at him in interviews he's like fuck Biggie I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna shoot you it's yeah. just like he was crazy like let's stop pretending as if he wasn't a violent person Tupac has had rape allegations Tupac it, uh, has been, he, he, Tupac was a hoodlum stop trying to make him seem so deep and I feel like you know what sometimes I wish he would have been alive for long enough for y'all to be together just so he could fucking slap your ass around a few times because you would have saw he's not a good partner you would have been begging for somebody like Will Smith if you you know like because I'm not trying to say Will Smith is perfect I never lived with him but like he is not a thug (laughs) yeah and also like what was I about to say him um oh my god also big shocker for me i'm like this nigga's from maryland <laughs> like tupac yeah like i found that out like a few years ago but i'm like i'm thinking this nigga like that is another scary thing i feel like he like adapted like a california accent too yep. and i'm thinking this nigga from california my whole life and was it 
from Maryland. Didn't he have some time in New York? Like, I don't know, man. Yeah, like, he was... It's just a mystery to me. And Yeah, I just, he I, was not no... Like, saint. Yeah, he was not he no was intellectual. Not but yeah, I feel like, like, why... That is so wildly just... I don't... But also, I'm like, dude, Will Smith have a humili- humiliation kink? Because I'm like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, like, do y'all go home and talk about this? Because, like, at one point, I was like, look was understood don't need to be explained you know it was like that type of mentality about the whole thing like okay y'all in his book he mentioned how they will never ever divorce because they made a promise and they're gonna work it out through differences and even if it has to get unconventional like taking a six-year separation it is what it is because they still will be a family i mean i personally feel like again if that's what you want to do go ahead you know if that's what you feel. But now if, I feel like now I'm involved, I feel like I have a say. Because <laughs> y'all drag me in I'm like, if y'all want to drag all I just want y'all to push me out of it again. That's yeah, what I want. I want to be Real out. Big. I'm like, either, I'm like, so either push me out or let me speak my piece and tell y'all what to do. Yeah, because I feel like y'all, I don't see what is good for. I, I just, we I feel like she's struggling. I feel like she struggles, and the only thing that can help her is the lady. That's it. She no, don't. Need to talk to the lady for she real. need to talk to the lady big time. Big I don't time. think that this is going to be no like. I'm going to be happily like she's like I still needed to learn things about myself. And how about how I had choices? I'm like, girl, you fucking 50 years old. I'm why you didn't learn it in your 30 like the rest of what were you doing? You know, you had your head up your ass. Like, what did, what were you doing for the rest of your life? I just I don't know. I'm I guess I'm just not free enough to get it. Maybe I'm too strict. <laughs> but she just she's getting on my nerves. Like you said, she's humiliating her partner. It makes me look at Will Smith different. And I feel like he's worked really hard and he has such a strong legacy. It's just sad now that this is what I feel like he thinks he deserves this for what he put her through. And I don't yeah. think he does because I don't think I think whatever they he did was probably not on purpose. And like, what did she say? She's I just feel like I have to focus on loving Will as himself and not like this idealistic, you know, person. And I'm like, how do you not know that spending almost 30 years with somebody? Like, how do you not know that you just got to love them for them and stop creating ideas in After your mind? After two kids? And I feel like I learned that by the time I was 29 years old. And granted, I have other things and it's not as easy as what you think it is. Like, it's not as easy. Like when somebody, when you see somebody flaw, like for example, the time management thing I mentioned, like it's not always easy to be like, Oh yeah, I love you anyway. It's like you might get frustrated, but it's just like you push. This is what it is, you know. It's not that bad. It's just an imperfection. I have them too, but she just takes shit overboard. Yeah, she's wilding. Yeah, I'm kind of creeped out. <laughs> I'm so creeped out. Weirdo. Yeah. Moving on from that freak. Uh, let's get into uh, common sense, sis. So disordered eating in black women and body dysmorphia. I feel like this is something that um, appears differently in black women. Trigger warning, by the way. I should have started with that. Trigger warning if you are somebody currently struggling with disordered eating and or body dysmorphia. 
Um, but we, we start to notice that these things show up differently in black women. And a lot of times people never call it what it is. Mm-hmm. Instead, we choose to be like, yo, she crazy. What's wrong with her? But it's because the narrative of disordered eating and body dysmorphia has been taken over by white women yes. and thin women too. So we feel like if somebody's not both white and thin, then whatever they have is just something else, you know? And also I think that like, just culturally we are taught that like black women are, you know, we like being thick. We like looking a certain way. So, you know, the bigger, we, we, we never have no issues with our confidence. We never have no issues with our figure and our shape. And we know personally that that's just not true. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's really not true. Um, also, like, to the thing with black women and disordered eating, the first thing that comes to mind for me is flat tummy tea, Mm-mm-mm. which is, like, very tar- it's targeted towards black women that I've seen, maybe because that's what I, who I follow the most of, and that's who promotes it. Well, who promoted it? Because they don't, people don't promote it anymore. Um, but yeah, so flat tummy tea, I didn't realize, I'm like making people lose weight. I didn't realize it's a laxative mm. and Keisha Kaor has a laxative too that she said, and I've seen it for years cause I used to follow, I've used to follow Keisha Kaor for a long time, but I never realized that it was a laxative and that's how it's getting people, um, to lose weight. Mm. Um, and um, another thing when I was growing up, a big thing, I don't know if you heard of him, Yvonne, but it's this doctor named Dr. Fisher that everybody went no. to. He's a quack. I don't know if it was <laughs> Philly thing, but he give people like these water pills and they like help you drop the, your water weight. Hmm. And that was a big thing. Um, like my mom used to always talk about him, Dr. Fisher, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. It's fucking quack. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, so I feel like a lot of black women, like a lot of people don't know of a turn to like extreme stuff when it comes to weight loss and dieting and like it's usually sometimes for like an event or something um, that people are like wanting to do very unhealthy things to lose weight. Um, Also to like be thick but also thick in a certain way where it's Mm -hmm. palatable um or it's like you know slim waist um slim waist with a big behind like you know big boobs yeah big boobs 34 36 whatever the pd pablo said um wanting to fit that type it's like i feel like in most black women it doesn't look like how like you know bone thin it could be a woman who looks like seemingly healthy but is she got there because of disorder eating mm-hmm. i feel like it's very inconspicuous i think that's the word mm-hmm. when it comes to black women and disorder disorder eating and crash dieting things like that um weight loss surgery there's a lot of um black women that i um have known of that have like gotten weight loss surgery and like have eaten through it Mm -hmm. because they got it 
but didn't like deal with um mentally yep. what was going on yep and i was just about to say mentally i think that a lot of black girls are, are tormented when it comes to like the their weight and how they eat like yeah. for example like I, in my personal experience um i grew up you know i think because of poverty maybe a lot of us grew up where wasting food was a no no mm-hmm. so you were taught like to eat everything on your plate you were ungrateful if you didn't do it so yeah. it's like whether you want it or not like you eat it and then that teaches like unconsciously that you're supposed to eat everything on your plate rather in, and not you don't you're not supposed to be in tuned with how you actually feel you're not supposed to be measuring like fullness you're not supposed to be eating for nutrition or to be satisfied but you eat until it's gone mm-hmm. right and that's just like not a good uh or healthy like attitude and then on the flip side like we have our relatives talking about our bodies in a really like crazy way while we're really young and like I will always ask like I will always get really offended and sensitive about that when I was a kid and like a lot of people like my grandma would always make it like oh you're just so sensitive it's just you realize you like why are you talking about my body like and what if I talk about your body you know then you're not gonna like it but it's like if you're too big, everybody make you feel bad and uncomfortable for being fat. You can't even eat in peace, right? Yeah. Even if you hungry and people make it like, well, if I eat right now, then that's the reason why I'm the weight that I am now because I'm hungry and I'm eating now versus like one, I might just have a slower metabolism and I have been making a series of unhealthy choices. And if I want to change my weight, it's not going to happen today or tomorrow. Like it's going to be like, you know, a few months or maybe be a year who knows but if you're big people make you feel like shit they make you feel ugly they make you feel like you know if you're pretty you're big you're pretty for a big girl yeah. like you all we all heard this if we if you were thick yourself or if you had thick friend or cousin you've heard oh you were pretty for a big girl what does yeah. that imply um and then if you're too thin people make it like you are worthless <laughs> like you can't do shit like if yeah. you if you thin <laughs> what are we supposed to do with that you know so this confliction between like if you're too thin then you are worthless and if you're too big you you just greedy you need to slow down it kind of puts you in the middle of like where people want that thinness in certain places and thickness in other places because they want thickness because they're like you're invaluable to men if you're not thick but if you're too thick then you're unattractive to men Mm -hmm. so it's like you need to be thin in certain places so that you're attractive to men and thick in certain places so you're attractive to men you know it's just i think it all comes back down to that just like the sexualization of black women and we feel like we we lost when our shape is not there like we feel like we lost like for a lot of my life i feel like i just wasn't lucky because i didn't have like a certain type of figure i wasn't naturally slim like some people didn't even work out and they just had like that tiana taylor built you know it's just natural they couldn't help it just like i couldn't help it but i feel like it led to me feeling insecure about my body as a black woman whereas if i was a white woman i don't know like what i would have thought even like you know even sometimes people in my family would tell me i could shop at certain places because i was shaped like a white woman like delia sabria (laughs) 
Like people don't feel we always be like, yeah, that's for people that shape like, you know, white women. You know, you can go, you can shop at Dillia's, you can shop at American Eagle because they not, that's not for black girls. I get what they meant. Like, and it's cause, funny because my mom told me that I couldn't shop at those places because of the way I was shaped. Right. So it took, it is some truth to what they're saying because you do have different proportions, but I, I also didn't feel like, okay, I got a white girl shape. What am I supposed to do with that? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah, who wants to hear yeah, that yeah, as a black true. woman who who I who really appreciates and honors black beauty, you know? Yeah. But like now that we're like we're I'm saying now we're really talking. I really <laughs> feel like the biggest like thing with disorder even in the black community is like the overeating thing mm-hmm. with like making people feel guilty for not uh, for wasting food um because like me for instance i was a picky eater mm-hmm. when i was a kid um and people would make me feel bad about like not liking certain things or not wanting to eat certain things or just being like funny with food instead of like just being understanding right especially with kids because Kids explore, you know, kids have to explore with food. They're not going to like everything right away. Like, I was not a picky eater when I was a kid, but, like, I told you what it was like for, for me. Like, my grandma would be I love this about you. Like, it was like, it was like a honor that I could eat everything. My mom would brag to people about how, like, her kids <laughs> ate everything. But then I got older and I was big. Nobody was bragging about that. So it just was, like, kind of crazy to like be like damn woman I was being celebrated for this and the next minute it's like people don't like it because of what it's turned into it's like people just want you to be one of those folks who can eat whatever and have a slow metabolism yeah that's all I think that's really not it yeah I feel like we definitely need to stop making people feel guilty and um like I forgot oh my god I wish I knew her tiktok but this young girl um who as a child she was talking about how she was practicing intuitive eating with her oh, daughter yeah. and how they if her daughter is like I don't want any more of this she's like that's fine like I'm so sorry like you know wasting food like again it is a shame to waste food but like to try to use like I know a big thing it's horrible to say when you were younger if you wasted food people would be like think about the children in Africa yeah yeah they would say that and I'm some like, kids would die to have his food yeah and then when you get older and you learn things about like capitalism and you know the government and how they hoard resources and all that stuff like that and you just like I don't me not eating my peas is not gonna fix this years of um you know trauma or it's not gonna like you know help famished kids in third world country like what's gonna help them is like me boots on the ground doing work and going out there and uh you know volunteering or actually going to these places or like donating money and stuff like that that's what's gonna help it's not what's not gonna help is me eating these peas Right, because they weren't going to get the peas anyway. Like I'm sorry, exactly, exactly. And it is important to be appreciative and to show gratitude for what you have. But you can do that in many different ways. Um, Yeah. Like, what if I told you you need to be appreciative of having me as a child because some people don't have children and they want them. 
you know? Yeah. It's always something to be appreciative of and the tables can be turned to get people to do what you want. So I think when it comes to food and children, you got to be prepared and you give them a little bit. That's it. Exactly. Like you give them like, a little bit and I'm saying they like Stop it. giving people big ass Grown plates. man plates. Oh my that's God. Then being mad because they don't, they don't want it. Because like, I, I, while I have been raised for my grandma to eat, I better eat it. My dad has always taught me, you don't have to eat what you don't want to eat. And I think people feel like, oh, but I bought this for you. But I don't want it. I don't really want it. So what do you want me to do about that? And even when I look at like how, or not to go down this road, because there are so many amazing black vegan chefs and content creators, like so many who are doing crazy things with vegetables, who are inspiring me to eat more vegetables. Like turnip vegan makes me want to be like, let me just go buy some mushrooms right now. Like turnip vegan makes me want to go and just eat a mouthful of vegetables right now. But like when we look at things like platter culture you know like where people have like the lollipop lamb chops mashed potatoes crabs <laughs> shrimp grits and um freaking butter sauce on the side like in two two things of broccoli and it's so seasoned and salty i'm like things like this is just gluttony to me like it's just yes. it's not even it don't look good it's not edible like my stomach start gro- like i'm like if i did if i wasn't vegan i wouldn't eat that because that makes me feel like my stomach is going to erupt no for real like platters like that i feel like are another reason why like i don't know but like just kind of getting back to black women i don't feel like it's taken seriously and even i have to check myself and not being angry at black women for being self-conscious i really have that's my pain point and that's area where i need to work on like i found myself getting annoyed when i find out that like black women got like their lips done or got like a nose job because i'm like you are literally perfect already but i'm like but what does she feel about herself you know what did she go through like you know some people like it's crazy because you get to us somebody could be absolutely flawless but like growing up or like by their family and stuff Mm -hmm. they could be told a totally different thing yep especially if they were a black person who grew up around a lot of like white people they could have literally been told that they were like oh my god look at that big nose meanwhile it just was just a regular size nose you know and i see on tiktok like a lot of people are like the before the nose job after the nose job and it's like soon as it's a black woman i just feel like mad like why did you do that why did you touch yourself but i'm like well that's honestly what she needed to make her half self happy and like you said sabria i don't know the full story i don't know how she felt I don't know, you know, maybe this is what she had to do. It's crazy. Like, I'm just thinking about like, and I'm thinking about like kids that teased me when I was younger and the other girls that they teased. I'm like, they were really horrible. And like some people, families like would bid on them too, like real bad as well. And think about how like the thing you were made fun of for as a kid. And think about how it kind of can still impact you now. 
Yeah. You know, it's easy to say get over it, but when I think about some of the things that people said about me, I'm like, there are the things I'm still very self conscious about. Like people made fun of my hair when I was a kid. Like again, going back to family, going back to hairdressers, like my hair would not take a perm. You know, because I just had such thick hair and I always felt like I had like terrible, unruly hair. And I'm like, now I'm older and everybody's like, oh, like, I love your Afro. But sometimes I can still feel the the burden of like, oh, is this, is this, do I look presentable? You know? Yeah. All because of childhood. So I think black women have a right to, you know, heal. They have a right to feel how they feel. They have a right to, you know, unpack things. Um, And we all have to be on the lookout for what, what somebody really means when they say something and give a little grace as it relates to us and image. Cause I think we do a really great job of feeling like being confident as a community, like as a black woman community. I think we mostly, we, we show up regardless of our size, regardless of our shape. We, we do it like, but sometimes it's okay to break and yeah. people will break and you just got to let them live. Very true. I agree. I totally agree. And it's, it is, like, also, it's kind of freeing to, like, be able to admit, like, this is how I feel. And yep. that actually helps you heal as well. For sure. It really do. So just be honest with your feelings. And, you know, it's okay. It's really okay. So, y'all, that's it for this week's show. We're so happy that y'all tuned in and gave us a little listen. Um, please make sure you follow us on the socials, Black Girl Brunch on Instagram, BLK Girl Brunch on Twitter. You can also sign up for our Patreon. It's a pay-as-you-wish model. You can follow me on Instagram at Imamate. You can follow me on Twitter at Itzmate. And you can follow me on TikTok at Imamate. And Sabria? And you can follow me at It's Frank and Femme on Instagram and TikTok and Frank, Frank and Femme underscore on Twitter. Wonderful. All right, y'all. That's it. That's the show. Bye. Bye.